Well, hello there. It's Saturday again, sensational Saturday, and I am thrilled to be with you again. I'm excited about what God is doing right now in our lives and in the lives of his children. Amen. Um, God has an awesome word for you today, and I look forward to hearing what God has. And um, I, I know it's going to bless you. So I want to tell you to go get your, your Bible, some paper and pencil, because I do have some scriptures and I do have some nuggets. I believe that you're going to want to write down and be able to go back and do some research. How many of you know when you're given a word, you're given scriptures, you need to go back and review it? It's like being in school. This is actually the school of higher learning. You thought the universities were high, was higher learning. No, when you learn the Bible, when you're learning the word of truth, that is actually um, higher learning in your life. So get your, your Bible, paper, and pencil. Hey, let somebody know that I'm on today, and I'm going to be talking about are you in it to win it? Are you in this to win it. You say, in what? I'm going to talk about that in just a few minutes. I'll be right back with you. God is amazing, isn't he? It's a beautiful day outside. God is day outside. Isn't it amazing? It's so nice and so refreshing. I feel the presence of God already here. You know where he said, wherever two or more gather together, there he would be in the midst. So we know that he, him, Holy Spirit is here with us. And so we've been talking about the weapons of our warfare. And maybe some of you are fully aware uh, of all of your weapons that you have, and maybe you're not fully aware. Um, but if, you, if you're not fully aware, there's something that we can always learn. It's good to be a life, a life learner, to learn about the word of God, to increase your value as to what God is teaching you so that he can use you in the body of Christ. Amen. I, I tell you, I'm just so excited. I, I just had this welling up in my spirit um, because this is such a awesome weapon that we're going to talk about today, and it's called endurance. Are you in it to win it? And if you're in it to win it, you have to exercise this particular weapon that God has given to us as a believer to be able to endure, to be able to endure, to run the race with patience. You know, I think about, I, I don't know how many of you have seen the movie um, Secretariat, and um, Secretariat was a horse who um, they weren't, didn't think that he would do much of anything. And it wasn't about what he could do, but it was about his pedigree. It was about the bloodline that he was in. 
And so it's not what you can do in and of yourself, but it's about your legacy. It's about your bloodline, that which you are in. And so I love the movie Secretary because it starts out um, talking about Job and how um, God spoke to Job and Job and God had this communication going on. And this is in reference to a horse. My God, he is so powerful. And so ask yourself, I ask that question, are you in it to win it? Are you in it to win what God has for you, whether it's a, a better lifestyle, whether it's to um, get to know Christ as your Lord and your Savior, whether it's to um, have a family, whether it's to be healthier in your life. Are you in it to win it? And any time that you are in a battle, come on now, any time that you are in a battle, it's a fight. You know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God came, his son came that we may have life and life more abundantly. But this is one of the many weapons that God has given to us. And so if we look at Hebrew 12 and 1, this is a very powerful scripture. I'm going to read it. Um, look, Open up your Bible, look at it. And it says, therefore, we all, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let every let us lay aside every weight. How many of you know that when you are running a race, weights are heavy? I know when we did the half a marathon, we were instructed to wear certain clothes. We were instructed not to wear cotton. Why? Because the cotton will absorb the perspiration and add weight to us. And you don't want that weight on your body when you're trying to run a race or when you're trying to walk. And so weights are heavy. You wear lightweight shoes. The lighter they are, the better it is when you're running that race. The lighter the clothes are, the better it is for you. So it says lay aside every weight. And, and, and it's also talking about the cares and the concerns of this world, of our life. And so what care and what concern do you have in life that's weighing you down when God told us to cast all of our concerns on him? And sometimes we, we do cast our, our concerns on the Lord, but when we get back up from prayer, we pick, get up and put it in our back pocket. But I want to encourage you today to lay aside every weight. I don't care what it is, whether it's the fact that you need a job, because in the word of God, God says that he would provide every need for you. He is your Jehovah Jireh. He is the God that provides. And he said, cast your cares on him, whether it's about your children. God, bring the word, bring the word of God into the situation because he is the solution for everything and anything that we need in life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Cast outside every single way. I, I, I sense there's some people who want to go to college. And you said, well, I don't have the money to be able to go to, to, um, to go to college. My parents don't have it. They told me I can't get a scholarship. Guess what? This is a season for signs and wonders. This is a season for miracles. If you take it to the heavenly father, you, he said, bring him in remembrance of his word. And that is such a powerful scripture. And, and when we lean on him and learn how to trust him, and we bring it before him and say, now, Father, you told me, <laughs> my God, to 
to um, bring you in remembrance of your word. You said you will provide every need. This is a need that I have to go to school and get some, my favorite word, some edumacation. Some edumacation. Amen. That's my phone ringing. And it's not God, so I don't, I don't need, I thought I turned my phone off, but amen. That's, that's some of the blessings of being in your home. Amen. And so, um, you know, you have to go to God and tell him and say, God, it's a need. I want to go to school. I want to get an education. I don't want to continue to be in welfare. I don't want to continue to be in the job that I have right now that's paying me minimum wage. But the more value you add to yourself, come on, the more value you become to everyone else. When you're looking for a job, you become more valuable to everyone else. And so you want to make sure that you um, add to yourself so that you can get that education. You, so it's okay. And say, God, I need a miracle. You know, and God will get, he can give you a miracle. You know, faith is the currency of heaven. So he said, let your request be made known unto him and with prayer and supplication. So you got to go to prayer. Oh, that, that's the key there. I say, you have to go to prayer. There's so many people who won't go to prayer for themselves, but they want someone else to go to prayer for them. I want to assure you that God is waiting for you for you to pray, for you to release your voice praying in the atmosphere so that he can um, get to know you and you can get to know him in an intimate way. And so you have to let your request be made known. Tell him exactly what you need. You know, don't go, I just want to go to college. Where do you want to go? How much is it going to cost? You know, what are, what are the details? My God. You know, our, our, our president has been saying something. The devil is in the details. But let me tell you, God is in the details, okay? And we have to learn how to be detailed when we are making our requests be, be made unknown, being made known to the Lord. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so write down what it is that you, what you want. In the, in the book of Habakkuk, it tells you to write the vision down. What is your vision for the future. And let me tell you, when you don't get that vision right away, don't give up. See, I'm talking about a weapon of your warfare. Anything that we as believers, anything as children of God, it's a battle. But if you read the end of the book, we know we have won, my God. And so we have to write the vision down, what it is that you want, and make sure you have some scripture to base it on what it is that you want. And then take it before the Lord. And then once you pray, just start thanking him for what it is that you want. My God, I thank you. My brother Kino is on. Tammy Denson, thank you for coming on. I bless you. Yes, miracles, signs and wonders. This is the season for signs and wonders. He wants us to have a closer relationship with him. And that's what we need to do. Yes, it's okay for your pastor to pray. It's okay for your friends to pray. But he wants to hear your voice. He said, bring me, bring me in remembrance of my word. God knows his word. I told y'all last week, God is not stupid, okay? He is fully aware of his word. He just want to make sure that you know his word. My God, he is so awesome. And so I, I'm going to read, start at verse 
chapter 12, verse 1 again. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded with such a great cloud of witness. What is the great cloud of witness? Those that have gone on to be with the Lord before, guess what? They have ran their race. And I don't think they're sitting around watching us saying, oh, yes, yeah, she, she went here, she did that. But just to know that those who died in faith, okay, accomplished their goal. They accomplished their dream. They accomplished their purpose in life. And we as believers need to accomplish our purpose. We need to accomplish our desires in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. God is so good. Thank you, Anna, for being on. I appreciate it. Um, and then it says, lay aside every way and the sin that is so easily ensnares us. Now, I, I want you to, I want to tell you this. Now, we talk about the blessings of God. But let me tell you, um, sin, if you sinning, I don't care who you are, the prayer that God hears from you is, forgive me, I'm a sinner. But if you're going around fornicating and having adultery, you're lying, you're stealing, you're drinking, those are things that are in the word of God that are an abomination unto the Lord. You are not going to get his blessings. I'll say that again. You will not get his blessings if you're walking around sinning and you're quoting the word. You're quoting the word, talking about how blessed you are and blessed going in and blessed coming out, but yet still you land up with Joe Blow and Mary and Sue. Yeah, I said Joe Blow and Mary and Sue. So you need to learn how to live a life of righteousness. We need to be able to present ourselves unto the Lord just like Christ presented himself. Amen. And so we want to put on that robe of righteousness so that we can walk right up. See, when we present ourselves as righteousness, we are able to walk right up to the throne of God. We don't need anybody else to go before the Lord for us. We are able to do it for ourselves. So get rid of the sin. It's not for me to judge you. It's not for anybody else to judge you. You don't need a priest to intercede for you. You don't need to go to confession to the priest. You go to God for yourself and say, you, you, you see everything. <clears throat> he is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He knows all things. He knows what you're doing even when you're in the bathroom. Hello. Y'all stop fundling yourself in the bathroom. Hello. And, and you think nobody sees you. Yes, I said that because there are those that are doing it and they forget that God is omni, uh, um, he sees all things. And so you need to be a careful. So you want to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily it ensnares us, it entraps us. We don't want to be entrapped by the devices of the enemies. Remember his assignment is to kill to steal and destroy. He is out to get you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you need to arrest him with the word of God. Put handcuffs on the enemy. Use the Old and the New Testament and tell him, look, enough is enough. I am going to stand on the word of God. And people stop saying, oh, I'm hanging in there. Jesus hung on the cross long enough for everybody in this world. Amen. So we need to learn how to stand on the word of God, stand on the promises of God because they are yes and they are amen. 
Amen. God is so good. And let us run with endurance. Now, when you're running with endurance, it's not easy. Okay, you, you, and that's why it's so important for you to surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you, who are going to strengthen you, not people who are doing the same thing you are trying to get out of or the same thing that you're trying to get away from. You need to be around people, oh my God, people who are going to um, edify you, build you up, and comfort you, and say you can do it like that little engine that says, yes, I can, yes, I can, yes, I can. Amen. The energizer, buddy. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. Be around people that will help to be the wind in your back and catapult you into your future. Woo, Lord God. Run the race that's set before you. What is your race? Is your race to go get an education? Is your race to get a new home? Is your race to get married? Is your What is your race? What is your assignment? And let, let me say this. I, I, I know I'm talking fast. See, I'm excited. My God, I tell you, when the anointing hits you, it hits you. I'm excited. Run your race. I made that statement on there. Run your race. Don't run anybody else's race because when you run somebody else's race, you might fall down because you're not looking forward. You're looking back and you're looking to the side to see what they're doing instead of looking towards the Lord from where your help comes. That's what I said. Run your race. Stop trying to be like somebody else. God. Uh, fearfully and wonderfully made you when he create when he made and created you hallelujah he threw away the mold there is no one like you no one else like you it's only you stop trying to be like somebody else because you cannot run their race and they cannot run your race I remember growing up as a much, much, much younger individual. My sister was a police officer. And, you know, and, and young brothers and sisters a lot of times want to do what their elder brothers and sisters do. So I wanted to be a police officer. <laughs> my God. And so I tried my best to be a police officer and, and take the test and, and do the agility agility. Um, exercises didn't make it okay but she she made it because that was her race that was her race and she was able to accomplish it she later on decided she didn't want to do it and matter of fact they talked about her because they said she was too nice because one of the people who she arrested called and um thanked them because she had never been arrested with such or he had never been arrested with such kindness and and loving concern. She was a little embarrassed. And, and there were a couple of other things, but that was her race. You hear what I'm saying? Run your own race. You know, a lot of people, you know, they have children. Now, they, I truly believe there's an inheritance when they're prophets. You know, your, your mother was a prophet, your father's a prophet, then possibly your children are apostles and prophets, but not every child. Come on. Not every child is a prophet 
or an apostle. And sometimes we put a race upon a child that they are not intended to run. It's just like when a, a father has a company and they want their oldest child to take over the company, but the child does not have a desire to do it. The child wants to do something else. We must learn how to run our own race. Don't run someone else's race, my God. Some of you might not say, what is she talking about? You know, I'm saying run your own race. Don't run your mama's race. Don't run your daddy's race. Don't run your sister's race. Run the race that God has set before you. Because if you run your race that he has empowered you and strengthened you to do, you'll be able to accomplish it no matter what it is. My God, there are things that you can do others can't do. There are things that others can do, but you can't do. You say, well, I thought I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can, but make sure that you are not in his his um, permissive will, but you're in his perfect will. Because when you're in the permissive will of God, sometimes you hit your head up on the wall, you know, on the ground, on the wall, or brick or something. You say, well, God, what happened? You told me I could do all things, but you didn't acknowledge me. You didn't acknowledge God in all of your ways. And, and he couldn't direct you. Because a lot of times when God is trying to direct us, we, we kind of draw back. You know, oh, that's not God, that's the enemy. And God is constantly trying to get our attention. If you'll go to Philippians 3 and 14, this is another powerful scripture. I just love the word of God, I tell you. You know, I've had to, to exercise this, this particular scripture myself. And um, in the last couple of years, and not last couple of years, but it seems like a long time, but this last year, um, actually the the um, the pressing started for me March the second, when we found out that my husband had a terminal illness, and I had to learn how to press towards the mark of the higher calling in Christ Jesus. And so Philippians 3 and 14, it says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. See, there's an upward call, not just where you're at right now. Don't settle where you're at. God has much more for you. And I had to learn that, that where I was at in my life, I love my husband dearly. That was my best friend. That was my, my everything, my everything. But God, I had to realize, God said, I got something else for you. I got something better for you. And at times you don't realize or think that there is better. But God is always doing, just like his mercies are new every day. You know, God is always doing something new and something fresh in your life. And so write that scripture down. I press towards. That means press. That means, you know, there's some opposition. That means you got to put pressure on what it is that you want to do. It's just like the olive. Do you know in order to get olive oil, there has to be pressure that's placed on the olive to get the oil. To get perfume, there's pressure that has to be placed on the petals of a flower to get the perfume out of it. Wow. And so when it is something that you want to do in life, you want to go to school, you want to buy a new house, you know, you got to press towards that mark of the higher calling. Don't give up. 
Don't believe the lie of the enemy and say you can't do it. Know that you can. Know that you can. But make sure that you are in the perfect will of God. I tell you, God is amazing. And I thank God for his word today. My God. Um, you know, what, what can I say? You know, when, when, when my husband went from life to life, when I first got back out and started ministering, my God, it was a struggle for me. Uh, you know, I've been ministering for years. And I know that the years that I've been ministering, and I was in training. <laughs> I was in training. But when my, my partner, my, my lover, my husband left, you know, he was my, my shoulder. You know, I could lean on him. You know, I can say, I know that scripture is there, but where, where is it? You know, I could quote the scripture and, and, and just to be able to have someone there to be able to discuss the revelation that God was giving me, you know, he was no longer there. But guess what? I pressed. I pressed towards that mark of being, being better. I pressed towards that mark of doing what God wanted me to do, and that was to preach. Was, was I going to give up? No, I wasn't going to give up. But, you know, there were times I'm like, oh, my God, what is this stuff coming out my mouth? You know, God, there's no anointing. You know, what's going on? But I did not quit. See, you can't quit. See, there's no quitting God, and because there's no quitting God, there cannot be any quitting you. And so you got to continue to press. Look at what Jesus went through. When he came out of the Garden of Gethsemane, when he sweat blood, praying and interceding because he knew what was set before him. Are you able to press in prayer? We've been in prayer now for 79 days and we're pressing. Let me tell you, getting up at um, 4.30 in the morning, making sure that we're awake and alert and ready to pray and press to intercede, to stand in the gap and intercede for others. It's a pressing, okay? Look at what Jesus went through on the cross or, or before he even got to the cross and they beat him and they, they put stripes on his back with the cat of nine tails and that's having hooks where they actually went around his back and ripped the skin off from the bone. My God. He had to endure, mm, my God. He endured what he went through so that we could have life and life more abundantly. Are you willing to endure getting up early in the morning to pray, get before the Lord? You know, I heard something today, and it's mine now. I forgot who it was that I said. I think it was Joel Olstein. And I said, oh, wow, that's rich. You know, that we ought to say good morning to God before we say good morning to anybody else. Yes, I said that. Before we get on the phone, before we go out into the world, we need to make sure that we say good morning to our Heavenly Father. We need to have a dialogue with him. We need to discuss our day, what he has planned for us that day. We need to endure. Acknowledge him. What would you have me to do? And guess what? That takes a pressing. God is amazing. And I thank God for it. God is amazing. I thank him for it. Now, if there's anyone who wants prayer, you know, post your prayer request. 
I would love to pray for you. And I also remind you that on April the 10th, write that down, April the 10th, we are going to be celebrating our 100th day of intercessory prayer, uh, the 100th day of the 365 days of prayer. My God, God is so awesome. And God, we've already seen things, God doing things. We have a young lady who's going to be with us from Dubai, all the way from Dubai. We have people from Florida, Cynthia Thompson, who's going to be with us. We have people from Arizona. We have a prayer team. They're going to be talking about very briefly about different areas of prayer, and we will be praying. If you put in your prayer request, guess what? We're going to stop what we're doing, and we're going to pray for those particular areas in our life. We have people from Kentucky and Philadelphia who's going to be with us. A whole prayer team. I tell you, saints, the people of God are interceding and praying right now. Okay? And it is it does my heart good to know that the people of God have said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, here I am. I will pray. I will intercede. I will lay down my life and intercede and pray for those who need prayer in their life. So if you have a prayer request, I would love to intercede and pray for you. Um, and so I also ask that you share this with someone else. Um, it was kind of brief and short, talking about endurance, being able to endure, you know, the hardships. I, you know, I've had to endure when my children were growing up and I was a single mother and we had no food, no money, you know, all I had was the word of God. I had to be able to endure. I had to press. I had to press. I had to press and stand on the word of God and believe and trust him and know that he would do exactly what he said he would do. I had to stand on the word. He said that he, the righteous have never been forsaken or his seed hungry and begging for bread. I, I had to stand on that word and say, Father, it is not your will that I beg for bread. I know that you are not going to forsake me. I had to stand. I had to press on that word. I had to press on that bread. I had to press on the life of God, my God, to get the nourishment and the results. As Fred Price would say, where's the evidence? I had to get evidence out of the word of God by using the word of God and standing on the word of God. Father, I just praise you and I thank you for all those who have joined me today. I thank you, Father, even though we are not under the same roof, we are under the same heaven. Father, I just praise you and I thank you. Father, I ask that you touch anyone who needs a touch in their body. Father, I praise you and I thank you that you touch them from the crown of their head down to the soles of their feet. Father, I thank you that you are the same today as you were yesterday and you'll be the same tomorrow. I thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I speak shalom, shalom to their life. I speak shalom, shalom to their bodies. I speak shalom, shalom to their households, Lord God. I thank you that there's nothing lacking and nothing broken in their lives. Father, I thank you for keeping us all covered by your blood. I thank you that we have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I thank you for your grace, for it is sufficient. And Father, I just praise you and I thank you. I go back to Hebrew, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. 
to Hebrew 1. I want to close with that. I tell you, God is just, <laughs> or Hebrew 12, he is amazing. You know, my favorite scripture is Hebrew 2 and 1. He says um, that we need to continue to hear the word, least it slip. We don't want it to slip and we don't want it to drift. Let me tell you, we need to set an anchor. We need to set an anchor in the word of God for our life. Amen. So we don't slip away from the word of God. So we need to continue to hear the word of God. Just hearing it one time is not sufficient. We need to hear it over and over. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's hearing it continually, day and night, night and day. My God, don't give up. So I want to read Hebrews 12 and 1 one more time. Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded, you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, people that have gone on before you. Lay aside every weight and the sin which is easily ensnare you, my God. Let us run the race with endurance, the race that is set before us. Run with endurance. Surround yourself with people who will encourage you. Surround your people with, with um, surround yourself with people who have accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. <laughs> That's not to think you're better than anybody else, but guess what? You want to accomplish what they have. And so you have to examine their lives. You, you need to see what they have done. You need to see what they're doing so that you can follow that same path. But remember, you run your own race. Don't run anybody else's race. There are keys that you need to inquire. I have a book called The Rich Think Different. Find out how the rich think. It's in the Bible. It talks about the blessings of the Lord. He said the blessings of the your the promises of God are yes and amen. I love you today. Thank you for joining me. You have a marvelous, marvelous, sensational Saturday. I'll be back with you again next week. And know that Jesus is Lord. I love you. And so does God. Amen.